the love triangle. I just, I just, (laughs) it was one of those moments where I was like, no, you got to do that to me. That has to be a trope in here. Why? Why? Because it's Cassandra Clare and that's what she does. She did it in Infernal Devices. She does it in City of Whatever's. That is what she does. So just bend over and take it, Ashley. I'm sorry. (laughs) Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. everybody and welcome back to the novel universe with your hosts Dawn and Ashley and today we will be reviewing Chain of Iron by Cassandra Clare which is book two in the what's the name of the series? Chain of Gold. Chain of Gold series. I feel like her series have fancy names whatever you guys know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, Quick disclaimer we are going to be spoiling book one so if you have not read book one you may want to pop out now or if you don't care we don't care either. You can stay with us. Per use, we will start oh. with our spoiler-free edition, and then we will let you know when we go into our spoiler edition, so you will not get spoiled, just in case you have not read book two. And if you like what you hear, please follow us on Apple or Google or Spotify. Um, per use, Dawn does not have the book description in front of her, so, do you want to read it, Ashley? Because you're usually more prepared. I, right I, <laughs> it's so true. However, Uh-oh. Um, it's the last out. So, the fancy name for it is The Last Hours. The I last, just looked it up. I told you. It's always something fancy. It's I'm never... Like, something. It's, it's not the title. Okay. So, yet again, as Dawn stated, if you have not read book one, you are going to be sto- spoiled so bad right now. So, sorry. <laughs> All right, so Cordelia Carstairs seems to have everything she's ever wanted. She's engaged to marry James Herondale, the boy she has loved since childhood. She has a new life in London with her best friend Lucy Herondale and James. James's charming companions, the Merry Thieves. She's about to be reunited with her beloved father, and she bears the sword of Cortana, a legendary hero's blade. But the truth is far grimmer. James and Cordelia's marriage is alive, and with the mysterious Grace Blackthorn, whose brother Jesse died years ago in a terrible accident. Cordelia burns her hand every time she touches Cortana while her father has grown bitter and angry and a serial killer is targeting the shadow hunters of London, killing undercover of darkness, then vanishing without a trace together. The merry thieves, Cordelia, James and Lucy must follow the trail of the knife wielding killer through the city's most dangerous streets. All the while each is keeping a shocking secret. Lucy, that, she plans to raise Jesse from the dead, Cordelia, that she has sworn a dangerous oath of loyalty to a mysterious power, and James, that he is being drawn further each night into the dark web of his grandfather, the arch demon Balia. No, Bial. Bial. How do you say his name? Bial. 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 What? Bilal. Bilal. Yeah. <laughs> and that he himself may be the killer they seek. Dun, dun, dun. That description is indicative of the length of this friggin' book. Uh-huh. 110%. <sighs> this book is thick. It is thick. With two C's. So, if you're into relationships and being highly involved in everybody around you, this is the type of book for you. It's definitely character-driven, not so much plot-driven. Wouldn't you agree, Don? Uh, yeah, and that is going to be <laughs> one of my major issues with this book. <laughs> so what did you rate it? I gave it a four. I gave it a four. I, I gave it a 3.9. I couldn't quite give it a four. Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite give it a 4.5 either. I was like, oh, I was nowhere near a (laughs) 4.5. But it's still better than some of the other books we have read 
this yeah, year. Yeah, but that's not a that's not a very high bar to cross. If that I don't think that's a <laughs> saying, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Our level is not that outstanding. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go into that. That's uh, right. one of my dislikes as well. This uh, this book lacks plot. It's just meandering in the background. Oh my god! And you know what? It took me so long to try and figure out why I wasn't enjoying this book. I'm like, why am I not enjoying this book? And it took me a couple of days of just like stewing in it. And I'm like, there's no frigging plot. Cassandra Clare does not know how to write a plot. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. But if you like those like gossipy TV shows where you're super invested in everyone's business, this is it. Like... What that that's just how I saw it. I was like, well, you just know everybody's stuff and you're in everybody's dirty laundry and whatever. And there's like a little thing maybe happening in the background. But I was doing I was doing the same thing. I was like, why is it taking me so long to get through this book? Oh, it's because I'm involved in everybody else's web of lies with each other and what they're saying and what they're not saying and ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exhausting. It is. It's exhausting. So, yeah, that is yeah. definitely one of my biggest dislikes with this book because that's what kept it from being, in my opinion, even more amazing. Yeah, that I totally agree, 100%. As, as I have said, she's not good at writing plot. And I have read several Cassandra Clare books. This is not my first rodeo with this woman. And... <laughs> I think the problem with her plots are that they are very simple and they are not nuanced at all. It's like mm-hmm. evil guy wants his relative to be evil and he doesn't want to. So then he blackmails him and tries to kill him until he decides to be evil with him. It's like, how many times have we read that plot before? Oh, A lot. God. It- A lot. Yeah, and usually if there's really good characters, I can kind of get over that. But even with all the good characters, I still couldn't get over this shitty plot. I just, Mm -hmm. I didn't care. And I was skipping, like, whole pages because I did not care. That's not good. Mm -mm. That's not good. No. I was having a problem where it was too much involved in everybody's business, and I was like, What's what's happening with the shadow hunters being murdered in the middle of the night? Like, what's that about? Like, give give me more of that versus it just being like, oh, we're moving to another location now. Someone died. Here we go. Everybody go. Let, let's go see if we can find the trail of the killer or whatever. And then it would be like five to ten chapters of everybody's business. And then somebody else would die. <laughs> like, well, here we go. Everybody don't, don't tell the parents because what do they know? You know, all of these teams. Yeah. And, and, um, and I think that's a problem is that the whole Bilal, uh, murder in the streets Mm -hmm. is like you said, it's, it's in the background. She's not really focusing on that. She's not developing that. And then Mm -hmm. it shows, and some of the stuff where it shows, I can't really say because the spoilers will say for spoiler edition, but she it's like she doesn't really care about that stuff so she doesn't really put the time to develop it so if she doesn't care why should I care but -hmm. what I do care about is the relationships because she takes time to really develop that because I I cannot tell you how many times throughout this book that we're thinking about you know the bracelet that Grace gives James in the first book that you know about and the whole entire time I'm like what is happening to that bracelet? Is it going to come off? Oh my god! Because I'm that like engrossed in their lives, but the whole concept of Blal and Lilith and all of these other things happening—it's like that was so underdeveloped, and this book could have been amazing mm-hmm. if it because when when it did hit that climax point, I was like, like I was in the first book. Yet again, like, oh, okay, I think I'm okay with that happening and whatever, but I'm not, I don't know. And I think because of it being book two, I was hoping yet again that it would be amazing, but it also struggles with a little bit of second book syndrome, you know? Yeah. 
it's the setup for the final, you know, and everybody's pissed with the ending because I mean, <laughs> we'll get into that later, but they really are. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, my next thing I wanted to, that I, that I wish would have happened is that because this story is so character driven, I wish the chapters would have been separated. So I knew who was freaking narrating at the time because it's, it's so all over the place. I was like, Oh wait, where weren't we just talking about James and Cordelia? And now we're talking about Will and Tess and now we're over here with Tatiana and now we're with the car stairs and oh my goodness. Like, like okay. I couldn't keep the stories straight and sometimes. Okay. I didn't have that it's problem. Not, but... It's not a big problem. It's just a little nitpick that I think would have helped me, but yeah. Okay. I did not like some of the relationships. And once again, towards the end of the book, I was just like, anytime Anna and Ariadne showed up, I was just like, skip. Thank and you. it sucks because I liked Anna in book one. Okay. I was really invested in her story. And then with, when Ariadne came up, it was just like, she was a masochist. Uh-huh. And it's just like, Anna's just like, I don't, I'm not going to love you. I'm not going to love you. And I'm like, well, eventually she's going to love her because that's just how it goes. Like, that's where it's going to go. I don't care about that relationship. I've read that a million times. Ariadne is not an interesting character at all. I don't care about her. I also... She doesn't hold any clout either. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's a character that you forget about. Mm -hmm. Because the whole time I was like, who's that girl again? Who is it? Who's with Anna again? (laughs) I forgot about her. She's a forgettable character. I remembered her because she was she was engaged to Charles. There's so many characters. Oh my god! But yeah, so I, I vaguely Charles remembered her. Huh? It's a C. Yeah, it's it starts Matthew's, with a C. Matthew's brother. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, okay, I remember who she was, but she was still a snooze. She was a she was a masochist. It's like I don't I don't I don't know how I feel about that. She's just going to take punishment until Anna just resigns and be like, okay, you've proven your worth to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But we don't really, we didn't really get her, her story and Ariadne's story and why and how it was making her feel being on the, being basically punished constantly. Yeah. We weren't in her head at all. It was, we we're only mm-hmm. in Anna's head. But we already know exactly. what's going on in Anna's head. I want to know how Ariadne's feel feeling, and we didn't get that. And by the end, I was skipping. Like, I don't care. I don't care yeah. about them. Yep. No, I agree. That that was my next point. Is I lost interest in on some characters. Yeah. And their relationships, one hundred percent. I have another one on here. Um. Well, mine is Alistair. I don't like Alistair, and I don't care okay. who he ends up with. I don't like him at all. She doesn't. She tries to redeem him or make him somewhat sympathetic and sure, but he's more of an asshole than he's not. And so yep. therefore I don't care. I don't care who he ends up with. And once again, when he ends up with somebody skippity doo right past his yes. chapters. <laughs> skippity doo Skippity doo uh, My next point is that I did not like is, Ugh, what are you gonna the say? Love triangle. Oh, I was not gonna say that, but okay, go ahead. The love triangle. I just, I just. <laughs> it was one of those moments where I was like, "No, you got to do that to me. That has to be a trope in here. Why? Why? Because I- it's Cassandra Clare, and that's what she does." She did it in Infernal Devices. She does it in City of Whatevers. That is what she does. So just bend over and take it, Ashley. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Don. (laughs) I literally, I was so angry because I was wanting something else for the other character. And you and I had both talked about it. And we'll get into the spoiler part. But it was like, we had hoped... We had had high hopes for this man that he would find someone and lo and behold, it's someone that we're like, you know, 
why? Why? <sighs> I don't think I know who you're talking about. Do you? Really? Yeah, I don't know okay. what you're talking about. All right, well, we'll talk, to about, talk about it later then, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'll spoil your little bandwagon there, but yeah, I just, that made me so angry. I didn't hate the love triangle, um, mostly because we can say who the love triangle is, right? It's not a spoiler, right? We know, right? Yeah, I guess not. We It's Matthew, Cordelia, and James. Yeah, we know that's the love triangle. I didn't hate it. I am actually, and I hate to do this because it's so stupid, but I'm team Matthew. I like Matthew over James with Cordelia. He's your cinnamon roll. <laughs> yes. He is my cinnamon <laughs> roll. Uh, yeah, I didn't hate it. It was, well, that's a like. I'm not going to do that because we're in the dislike. So, yeah, I didn't hate it. But you know who I did not like? Jesse and Lucy. Oh, what a snooze fest. Do you I want can't... me to show you my next line? Lost interest in oh, Jesse and God. Lucy. And I love Lucy. She is one of my favorite characters. And Jesse is such a snooze bag. He's so he boring. Really is. He should just stay dead. Please. That's all I have to Please say. stay dead. But I know she ends up with him because you spoiled it for me in the last book we read. <laughs> in the first book. Did I? Yeah, because I went back and listened to our the old family podcast. family tree thing, yeah, right? Because I had forgotten and I need to go, I needed to go back to remember what happened. Oh, and, that's yeah. because I didn't know. I mean, t- <laughs> technically, technically I did know because I read the Infernal Devices, but. And you know what I did? Because I honestly don't know if I'm going to read book three. That's how much I don't care. Um, in the Infernal Devices in book three, Will dies because he he ages and Tessa doesn't age. So he eventually dies and he's surrounded by his family and his kids and his grandkids. And I thought that they listed the couples. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. I don't care. I'm not going to read book three. Who does James end up with? But it doesn't Mm. say. And I don't know if I'm going to look at the family tree now. I don't even know. Maybe it doesn't I don't know say. if I want to spoil it for myself because there's certain rumors going around about book three, which we can talk about in spoiler. Okay. We can talk about in spoiler. Okay. But I was like, these are invested fans. <laughs> and I applaud all of you who are so invested in Cassandra Clare's world. Yeah. Because it is, it is so intense <laughs> to keep all of that straight Kudos to you. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got to say. Kudos to you. To yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What's my next thing? Oh. My next thing I didn't like because you know, shadow hunters are supposed to be these descendants from angels that have like these crazy awesome powers to kill these demons, right? I wanted more action on the page. Let me see. Um, everybody using their blades that are assigned to them or whatever that call to them or whatnot. And it, it goes along with the whole lack of plot. Cause it's like you have these amazingly skilled characters, but I want to see it. Like I, I want to see them being as awesome as they are. I mean, there's one part in the book um, where Cordelia is battling a demon with Cortana and it was amazing. I was like, yes, keep going. Give me more of that. Because that would have given the book even more denseness to see us all the way through. Because mm-hmm. not only am I going to be invested in these characters, I'm also going to be invested on, like, what's happening in the battle scenes? What's happening over here? Yeah. I need action. I didn't want to sit on a couch and have everybody sip tea and play chess. <laughs> Um, um, along those lines at the very end. And once again, this is along the lines of no plot is, I don't know if this is spoilery, but in the final battle, the huge battle in the end, what's her name? Cordelia and James are fighting Bilal or whatever. And then the other, the other shadow hunters are fighting something else. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where did that care? Where did that come from? Who did that? Where did that character come from? Mm-hmm. And it was just a distraction. And I'm like, that is the stupid. Whole, yeah, she the just, whole point of that other demon god thing was for a distraction. That was the whole point of that. She just threw and that it in was, out of nowhere. Well, it's pulled out of left field because there's no other reference to these higher demons being able to be summoned by others, I guess. I know that in the first book they talk about, like, there's other, like, higher demons or whatever. But I thought that Blah was, like, the highest one. So it's like we never really see or reference any other ones. And all of a sudden it's this creature of myth. And you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. Who pulled him out of the sky? Like, Literally. <laughs> like, and then they were gone. There was no other need for them. Yeah. Just for one little moment. You're like, why? <laughs> I hated that. Uh, what was my other thing? I had an issue... With something was given to to Cordelia, yep, and we lost it. What? Where did it go? Okay, maybe I'm thinking of something different. We can definitely talk about it in the spoiler, but something is gifted to her, and we never see it again. Ever. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, so. I thought you were going to say my hate thing, hate thing, <laughs> my dislike. Okay. But no. Okay. So, and this is where I call it the turn when I read a book and I come to a moment in the book where it's either going to be great or it's going to suck fat ones. And every book has it. There's a moment in every book where you're like, okay, here we go. Here we go. And it was the point in the book where Cordelia and Matthew take that trip and then she meets that thing that that whatever we'll talk about in the spoiler edition I was like are you freaking kidding me with this that was it for me it was at a four and a half and then that happened and I was done I was like no nope and this is once again plot uh-huh. oh. oh my god uh-huh. yeah uh-huh Yep, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That was another part for me. I was like, why? Why? <laughs> oh. And I didn't really set my standards extremely like this book is going to be a five. But based on our first reading, mm-hmm. I was like, it's going to be really good. So, like, take your time with it. Soak in every word or whatever. And then it's like there was, like we had talked about, Moments happening where it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. You know, that little list that Don and I keep in our heads of, it needs to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, that, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any other nitpicks? Um, yeah, and they are nitty nit nitpicks. Okay, so I don't know if you said this on air or if it was just before we went on, but there are so many characters. There's so many characters and you gotta keep up. And then Cordelia has the audacity to have three different names. At one point, I was like, who the hell is Daisy? Who is <laughs> Not Daisy. What was the other one? She has another name. Oh. Excuse my neighbors and their loud music. She has three names. I don't. It's Cordelia, Daisy, and is another one. Leah or is some kind of offshoot it's of what, Cordelia. I can't Layla. remember. Layla. Layla. Oh, Layla. Layla. Yeah. Her I brother calls like, for it. I was like, who is Layla? Who is that? I'm like, are you kidding me? This girl got three names. There's already 50 characters in this book and she gets three names. Mm-hmm. That was she unnecessary. She got a pet name. She's got a brother-sister name. She's got her God-given name. I don't know. She's probably got an angel name as well. That we don't even know about. <laughs> Probably. And my other last nitpick is the whole Jack the Ripper thing was just made me sad because I kind of have a fascination of serial killers and like, you know, that type of stuff. And Jack the Ripper is a very interesting character and she didn't really do anything with it. I'm like, what? 
what the what was the point of that yeah it was very surfacey because i remember your first text when you were like it just opened with a line from jack the ripper i'm very intrigued very you know and i was like wow and then, you know because i read oh what's her name Carrie Montescalo's, like, yeah. uh, you know, Stalking Jack the Ripper. Amazing book, by the way. If you haven't read it, it's really good. But so with this, I just felt like each scene that was supposed to resemble Jack the Ripper was very mild, very surfacey. It didn't go into anything else. No. So. No, ooh, it was ooh, just ooh. on the same street that he killed prostitutes. And, like, he just would, like, kill uh-huh. people at random and run away. Uh-huh. Okay, well. There was one part where I was, it was in reference to at least one of the other, um, it was a female that died. And the way that he was speaking about her being, like, oh, she's stronger than the others. Like, all um, she, I'm going to actually have to uh, fight back more than usual. I was like, oh, that's that's good, right? And then it's kind of stopped <laughs> mm-hmm. after that. I was like, oh, we're going to get a little bit more. But I, oh, what's another, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Uh, did I write it down? With all of my other crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, another nitpick is that, you know, we're still engrossed in Will and Tessa's life and Gideon and Gabriel and like all of these other Jem and Magnus and all of these other people that I'm like are we still continuing their story or is it the story of their offspring if you will I just felt like we were trying too hard to still be engrossed in their lives like I can understand if it's book one and we still for our own heart's sake, need to know that they're okay, your favorite characters or whatever, but it's like, okay, just drop it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, because Will and Tess have a scene together, and I'm like, well, that's cute, but yeah. that was the only one that happened. It's like, why? Why did it need to be there? Just, I don't even know the point of their storyline. They went, they went somewhere and I don't even remember why it'll probably be in book three. I don't know. But I am a Will and Tessa stan. Like, I love them in book in their books. But uh-huh. Will is a great character. And it's not, like, adult Will is booty. He's, uh-huh. he's, he's basically Matthew. So we already have Will. It's Matthew. We don't need adult Will. Because he's, uh-huh. he's he's reflected in Matthew. So we don't really need Will and Tessa, to be honest. I don't care about them. That's and what I'm saying. It's just like this tiny little nitpick. I was totally okay with them in the first book because it's setting the scene and whatever. Uh-huh. But it's still following that. Like, we don't need our parents here. But yet we still need to call on them or whatever. I don't know. I'm just over it. Okay, so moving on to likes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh man, I, what did I put? Uh, I said, oh man, damn, Claire can write some relationships because it was a like and a dislike all in the same, you know, little ball here. I was so invested in what was happening that even the moments where I was like, where is this story going? Like, what's going on? Why am I still in all of their lives? I could yet relay every single relationship issue back onto the paper. Yeah. Because at first you're like, am I going to remember all of these names and what's happening and who did what and who's going with who and we're taking a break or, oh, we were a thing off of college or whatever. Uh, Just all of these things. (laughs) And I still was able to tell you exactly what happened to each of them. (laughs) Which speech does a good job. Yeah. Does a good job there. Gotta give it to her. Queen of relationships. That will forever be her title. Yeah, that's true. I I appreciate it that... Okay, so... um, What's their names? Uh, Cordelia and James have this faux marriage... (laughs) 
And I even though Cordelia is in love with James, I appreciated that she at no time was ever like, I'm going to make him love me. She didn't say yeah. that ever on the page. I was like, thank God, because if I have to read that shitty trope, I am not going to be happy. But we never got that. We also never got a lot of like pining by Matthew and brooding looks across the room. And no, mm-hmm. he was just like, you're my friend. I'm going to treat you like my friend. I'm not going to. And this is why I say I don't really. Con- it's a love triangle, but it's not like super love triangly because Matthew doesn't really. Maybe it's, maybe I'm saying too much, but it's not like twilight where you got one guy who's like i love you and you have another guy who's like but i love you too it's not like that mm-hmm. so i did appreciate the not so love triangly of it if you will they were more friends really good friends and i was like okay i am digging that so mm-hmm. i agree with all of that mm-hmm. <laughs> i once again appreciate her attempt to make Grace sympathetic. I still think she's shitty, but Grace gets a bigger role in this book. We learn a lot about her and Tatiana and Jesse. And although, like I said, there is an attempt to make her sympathetic, I still think she sucks. That's all mm-hmm. I say. I agree with you. I really do. I, I loved the attempt, though, because I you start to feel just slightly sympathetic towards her. Like she really, did she really have a choice in what was going on? And it's like sort of yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Yeah. No, but no, her mom is not present for the majority of this book. So it's like, if you, we could get into that spoilers, but it's like, you just want to r- just strangle her. Like, come on, honey, don't mm-hmm. pull this crap. But at the same time, you're like, is she going to be freed from it? I don't know. But this book is super freaking quotable. I loved it. There were so many good lines that I wasn't like, ew, that's cheesy. Stop it. Like, yeah, so many good lines and I didn't even write all of them down, but it's like a lot of them happen between the like best friends or parapetized, if you will, just the strength of those relationships in and of itself. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm just on the floor here. <laughs> there were multiple times where I was like, oh, I just said that. What? What? You know? Oh, yeah. yeah say it again. You know, Um what is it? Oh, I wrote down one of Anna's because she's one badass lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love is a prison and I have no desire for shackles. Yeah. And I was like, uh-huh. That explains you 110%. It really does. I appreciated that because it takes very creative writing to be able to explain your character in one sentence. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I agree. I didn't document it because the book I was reading wouldn't allow me to like highlight and make notes, which sucked. I love that badly. I'm yeah. like, what is this atrocity? Is that the whole point of a Kindle? But anyway, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I agree. There were some really good quotes in this book. Just oh yeah, I'm like I know what pickup lines I want to use if I ever need to use them again. <laughs> love <laughs> is a prison, and I don't want to be shackles. Kiss me. Uh huh. Um, I think I thought that uh, this book is really, really funny. It's really difficult to be a humor writer, and because humor is subjective, you either it's either funny or it's not, and everyone has their own, you know. But 100%. this was hilarious, and I the one thing that I was just like laughing my ass off was the mermaid scene, his bachelor party. I was like, that is a freaking genius. I know and it's like I think that that's why the book suffers from not having a very extensive plot is because we've got these humorous moments in there plus relationships it's kind of like that just kind of just goes in the background yeah like okay classic Mary Thieves (laughs) (laughs) I'm like picturing it now and it's hilarious it's like okay Uh 
Oh my goodness. What was let's see. I loved Cordelia. I know that this book focuses a lot on her and James, but I never once was like upset with her and James's relationship. Cordelia yeah. had totally accepted he's never going to love me because he is in love with Grace. And I really liked that we didn't get, like you were talking about earlier, this, I'm going to just try and make him love me and I'm just going to be myself and swoon when I need to and gaze down at the floor when I have to. Whatever. It was, I loved that she was so strong and continuously kind throughout the whole entire book. Like she never broke face. Mm -hmm. She was true to who she was. And I, I really appreciated that with her agreed yeah I also liked that we did get a resolution with Matthew and his issue because I know that was once again when I listened back to our first podcast I was particularly was like um like you said there are certain things that need to happen and one of those was we need to we need to learn what Matthew did and we did Uh and I was like wow I wasn't disappointed by it. I totally understood, you know, everything. So I was happy with that. I still wanted more of him though. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew's my favorite. He's my favorite character <laughs> and Lucy's a close second. I kind of like her more than Cordelia a little bit. I do like Cordelia. Like you, you know, like you said, I agree with everything you said about her, but I don't know. I think Lucy is just a little bit more refreshing She's she's different. She's got that ghost commanding power that yep. you're like, what? And it's and it's weird because her personality is not a person a person who wants to control things. She's very uh-huh. just like you know when she enters a room, she brightens the room. She doesn't let things get her down. You know she's very bubbly and uplifting, and and then she has this power where she can command the dead. It's like okay, <laughs> who gave her that? Sign me up. (laughs) You want to command the dead? Uh, No, that's kind of (laughs) creepy. But it's so so abstract from who Lucy is as a a character that it's like, that's your power? Mm -hmm. Oh, because your mom was a warlock. Okay, got it. I get you. No wonder you've got some weird creepy powers. Mm -hmm. But, uh, did I... I don't know if I have anything else to add without giving any spoilers. I don't either. That's all I had. Okay. Well, guys, we've uh, sort of spoiled it. Book one. Again. And a little bit of book two for you. But if you're willing to join the ride, (laughs) (laughs) we are going to get into full-on spoilers with our thoughts in five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Where do you want to start, honey? Okay, so let's start with the, like I was saying, when Cordelia and Matthew were on their little trip. She is wanting to find the maker of her her Cortana. I almost, almost said Smith & Wesson. That is not right. Waylon no, and Smith. No, that's a rifle, but that's good. <laughs> Waylon <laughs> and Smith or something like that. And then Waylon Smith. Yeah. Yeah. And then some rando guy talks to her and was like, yeah, I need you to bow down to me now. And she's like, okay. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me with that? Just, just does it. And it lost me. It just totally lost me. And of course it was a dupe. Uh And I was kind of glad it was a dupe because if it wasn't, I would have been like, really Cassandra Clare, you're not going to take any time to develop this at all. And not have her ask any questions and just bow down. And now she's like, whatever she is. <sighs> but even yeah, though it that was a part for me was... was very confusing because I was like, okay, are we going to go see the maker of Cortana? Anytime a fairy in a book says something to you and it's like, oh, come and follow me, I'll take you to him. La 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 la. It makes me go, no, thank you. 
you're probably tricking me into something because that's what happens. You never listen to any they that are like, I mean the best for you. <laughs> no. You know, so it's like when she didn't go with her, I was like, okay, but then she does with Matthew after. And I was like, girl, don't you stupid. Like, and first of all, I didn't know that there was any sort of swearing their fidelity whatever loyalty to any sort of weapon that is used by a shadow hunter. We never get any of that. So it was, it was the oddest thing. And that should have been clue. Number one, what was happening here with the whole Lilith emphasis and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, cause Lilith came out of nowhere as well. I was like, what? Yeah, I knew something was amiss most of the time when Matthew just shows up to get the box. And I'm like, that's odd. Why would he do that? And then Magnus just shows up out of nowhere and it's just like, hey, I'm going to take you. I'm like, what? Like, I know. Same thing. Same thing. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) And then Cortana burning her hand when in all of the first book, nothing like that happened. I was like, is the sword pissed at her? Like, is it not happy that she got another, this is what I'm talking about, that other sword that her dad gave her as a wedding present? Where did it go? Because the sword burning started after he gifted her this sword. Yeah, I caught that. Where did it go? So I was like, okay, maybe it's like wands, right? J.K. Rowling style here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you have now switched over to what you're supposed to bear. And I was waiting for that moment, and it never happened, because obviously that wasn't a thing. But I still want to know what happened to the sword. I was so mixed up in the sword thing, because... Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And, and, like, I have no idea what happened to it. It's not referenced... It's nowhere, except I think it was up on her wall, but she never takes that sword. She only ever takes Cortana. I don't remember. I remember him giving her the sword, and I do remember thinking, okay, she couldn't touch Cortana after she got that Mm -hmm. gift from her father. So maybe, and her, her father was up to no good. So maybe it has something to do with that, but I don't remember it being mentioned again. So maybe it's because it wasn't. It's because it wasn't. It yeah. literally was not mentioned again. Interesting. So, I was upset with that. I was very happy that the wedding between James and Cordelia did happen. And we weren't just, like, taken on another whirlwind adventure with, like, should we get married? This is a hoax. Whatever. Uh, I liked the fact that the style of home that James chose for him and Cordelia was just a mirror reflection of how much he cared about her as a friend, even though he was under Grace's spell of not to love anybody else. Just the detail that was put into that home, I was like, that's not from somebody who doesn't care about you. That's somebody that wants you to feel comfortable in that home. Mm Mm-hmm. Even in this sham. And they never had the moment where they're supposed to see, like, put the the marriage rune on each other later. So it's like, who's going to find that out? Because they're not wearing it. Are they going to pull that up next book? I'm pretty sure it will. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> their moments together were precious. Them, like, sitting and reading and playing chess together and really just being interested in what each other was doing. I was like, it was, oh, and the housemaid was so ticked with them. Oh, my God. I F- freaking loved her. What was her name? Uh, Effie, I think. Oh, my God. Effie. She was like, I think she's a prostitute or something. Every time Effie came on the page, I was like, yes. And Matthew was like, dance with me, Effie. And she's like, no. No. She was great. She was great. She was amazing. She was, this is like, you're investing in all of these people in this book. 
Even the freaking housemaid. <laughs> I wrote that down too in my notes. I was like, Effie the maid is fantastic. More of she her, please. Is. Her sass cracks me up. It was great. Oh, I loved it so much. Um, I was very, very, very upset with the ending just because we get to this point of, yet again, we're not sharing our true feelings and how we're feeling and whatever. And James's line that he tells Cordelia before Grace gets there. I will never love you like I love Grace. Who says that? Okay. And then, and then Grace comes in the door and she's like, I've decided not to marry Charles or whatever. And he goes, thank God. You want to give even more mixed signals on what is happening? Obviously, Claire wrote it that way on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I understand but at the same time, I'm like, what is with your responses? I don't like them. No. You, you, you had this shackle, literally, for since you were 14 years old, and you now are finally able to tell the one person that you really care about and have had a crush on for like ever and just didn't realize that you did, but your brain knew. And that's your response to her? Yes, I had that as well I was like I don't this whole misunderstanding thing yes I understand why it was it was to force Cordelia to leave I get that but could we have found a better way to do that with the misunderstandings yep it's so it's so sitcom-y from the 80s I don't know if you used to watch um for you older people listening I'm a little older than Ashley but there was a tv show called Three's Company and they oh, were yeah. they were notorious for the misunderstanding. And it was funny, but it was slapstick comedy. And that is what I was, like, thinking about as I was reading this. I'm like, this is just Three's Company. <laughs> Literally. Literally. But I was, like, I was so pissed. Because the whole entire time, I'm thinking about this bracelet. It's finally off. Okay. Everybody's okay just to continue on with this ruse or whatever. And it's like, that's the line you choose to say? That's the line we pick. You just want to be like, you a whole bunch of stupid. Let me tell you how to talk to a lady. And then, and then she leaves on the train. He doesn't even go on the train. It kind of took one hot second, like, hey, girl, listen. No, he couldn't. And you know no, what? A because of, his daddy was standing there and they got to go find Lucy. Well, of course. Lucy's missing. But I honestly, because I had said in the spoiler-free edition, I'm kind of team Matthew. I didn't hate it. I was like, cool. Now yeah, we're with Matthew. <laughs> I don't like Go James. To I don't like James. Nothing like, it's, it's nothing like major. He's just, I like, I tend to like the, the, um, the brooding, funny one, and that's what Matthew is. And I like Matthew better than James. I don't think she's going to end up with Matthew, but so I was just like, cool, let's go. Let's go to France. I actually was super pleased with her relationship with Matthew. I thought it was amazing that, like, when they – when. When that moment happened where she left the house because Grace showed up and she ran to the only other friend that she had and was like, I know he's not going to take advantage of me. I know that he's going to listen to me. And she just, she goes there without expectation other than he is going to, to be there for me truly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is what a best friend should be. And it's like, I loved Matthew and that. I hate his drinking problem. I really do because it's like, he's this amazing character and he's fiercely in love with his parapetai. Right. And just their whole relationship and all of that. And it's like, when he was like, I've been in love with you. I was like, Oh, but am I upset with how he delivered it? Not really. 
because I'm, technically the marriage is a ruse. Yeah. Technically, it's and a ruse. And you know what? And this so, is another one. Going back to what you were talking about with this whole, oh my God, why did you say that? When they were fighting, Matthew and James, and he was like, I, and this was another good quote. What did he say? Something like, why don't you allow her to love somebody else? Like, and he was, and James was just like, sure, whatever. He gave him the go ahead. He gave Matthew the go ahead right yeah. there. It's not Matthew's yeah. fault. He didn't break any bro codes because no. there was no bro code no. there. And he was super, what I really just, I felt for Matthew so much because he goes to James numerous times and is like, you are treating her like crap. Stop stringing her along. If you care about her as a friend at all, you won't do X, Y, and Z. And so, and, but James is still struggling with that magical bond or whatever where it's like half of him comes out for real and the other half is suppressed and whatever and it's like we keep seeing Matthew getting super furious with what's happening and I was like is he upset because he's seeing the devastation that's happening to his other friend or is it something deeper and it was just because he likes her well, I think it's a little bit of both because remember at the end of book one, Matthew knows that Grace is a siren and he never tells yeah. James. He never tells him. <laughs> so he's still carrying that around knowing because he wants Cordelia for himself. That's what I'm assuming. Uh-huh. So. But I love that he was like, let's just go to Paris and just forget. Yeah. And the one thing she asks of him is to not drink while they're there. And I was like, Yes. I am okay with all of what's happening. Well, I mean, realistically, he's drinking because he, like, poisoned his mom. <laughs> and until he resolves that, it, his drinking is not going to go away. So, you can't just say, you can't, I don't want you to drink without helping him resolve that issue. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like, he uses it to cover up everything else. I think he, he references to, like, um, sometimes I wish I wasn't living or whatever. I don't or sometimes, oh no, sometimes I wish I would forget or something like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, he really values his life very little at this point in time. Because he has yet to resolve all his other issues. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so let's talk about grace, because there was a lot of grace in this book. And I kind of almost spoiled it, but her mom made her into a siren so she's not a downworlder we thought she was but she's actually a shadow hunter and her mom made her into a siren mm-hmm. and i like like he like i was saying she was sympathetic in the beginning cuz her mom did this to her but like you were saying she had a choice and she chose to continue to string along james with this bracelet all because she was lonely that's why Mm -hmm. well it's also this game right we learned that it was a game with james because james was not succumbed to her powers because he's the son of Bilal. okay the one who gave him the gave her the power Mm -hmm. so it's like of course it's not going to affect him he wouldn't do he wouldn't make uh or give a magic to someone that's going to affect him right (laughs) so it's like okay well that part makes sense but then it's like, is it, is it a game that you can't get him? You can get everybody else, but you can't get James. And now you're so invested in the fact that you wanted to get him and whatever. And then you took the bracelet back, then you gave it back, and then you're with Charles. And it's like, you're just manipulating and how you're going to get through this whole entire shadow hunter world. I don't understand. I think she no. was, she felt guilty because she really did genuinely like James because he, he did like her as a person and he wasn't like the other boys who was just liking her because she's a siren but at the same time she's lonely and so she was like Mm -hmm. well i and she saw you know when he got really sick and cordelia took care of him and now he's talking about this other girl and she's going to lose him i gotta put that damn bracelet on him before i lose him so in that respect Mm -hmm. it makes sense but Mm -hmm. i still didn't like her because she had a choice and she chose unwisely mm-hmm. like and even after her mom gets like basically put on like uh how would you say community service right mm-hmm. 
<laughs> she gets put on like community service work or whatever. And it's like, okay, you have the choice to decide how you want to lead your life, you know, and Jesse is dead. He's, you know, or a ghost and he's your, he was your only confidant in this world. And now you don't have him anymore. You know, your real parents aren't here anymore. Just this whole, she just is lacking a sense of belonging. And I think James made her feel like she belonged. Yeah. And he comes and he comes with a ready-made family. He has a huge family. And she would have just married into love. And then what? Okay. Okay. I saw in coffee. Okay. Obviously you didn't hear it. (laughs) I didn't hear it. Uh, So like I said, I I get it. But I still didn't like her. (laughs) And, and... Uh, Lucy finds out, not quite find out she's a siren, but she knows something's amiss. And she didn't tell James either. I know. She's so caught up in Jesse and raising him from the dead that she completely disregards her own family. I'm sorry. She could have said something. And this little missy just disappears in the middle of the night all the time and no one knows where she's going nobody but I love I love the fact that Lucy writes these super heroic (laughs) stories yeah (laughs) and it's always about like a ghost that she that she falls in love with and can't have and you know yada 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 and I liked the part where Jesse read the book and he was ticked. He was like, this isn't going to happen. I thought our feelings were understood. And I'm like, I thought you liked her. <laughs> you know, all yeah. this stuff. I'm curious to see what happened with her commanding him to wake up. Because she's basically like, she basically blacks out. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's always a cost to magic, good and bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I liked that that was in play here. That there, there, there's a cost. She can't just do something that extravagant, or else she could have commanded him to be alive before. Yeah. So curious to see how that happens, but mm-hmm. she just kind of like runs away with Malcolm and Jesse. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Going back to her little stories is kind of like an offshoot. But I like that. I don't know who said it, but they were like, this this story lacks heat. And then Cordelia was like, well, because she doesn't know that there's anything besides kissing. I was like, oh, that's so Lucy. Oh, that's okay. It is. It is. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Oh, man. What else do you want to... Oh, do you think, this is a theory, Mm do you think Matthew is going to become a silent brother like Jem? Girl, I don't even want to talk about that, because at the end of Infernal Devices, I was, I did not like that ending, like you were like, like you were saying, the second book is just a bridge, and then everybody hates book three, that was me in the Infernal Devices, I fucking hated all of that, um, he better not, that's all I gotta say, Mm mm-hmm. I really hope she uh, transitions from repeating what has already been done in history. Because that's what I felt like was happening. According to Goodreads, she is. That is exactly what she's doing. I know, but I hope she doesn't. Me too, because that ending in the Infernal Devices friggin' sucks. Cassandra Clare does not kill characters. She's afraid to kill off characters. Uh-huh. And it is going to show in this series too, because like I said, <clears throat> in front of devices had a love triangle. This has a love triangle, and she picks one. Tess picked Will, and then look what happened with Jem. Uh huh. Oh, and but but Will doesn't make it. <laughs> what do you mean? Because he eventually dies, right? Well, yeah, but she, she ages, is. and he she doesn't she doesn't age, but he does. Um, uh-huh. but still, Cordelia's probably gonna age. She doesn't have like 
warlock blood or whatever. That means James is not going to age. I think they do age. They age. I can't remember what happened with Tessa and why she stopped aging at 17 or whatever. I can't remember what happened. But... Okay. Anyway... All I'm saying is we better get some good booty time in the next book. Girl, they know booty time in her books. Her books are chase. Okay, you better get some good face. <laughs> there better be some reconciliation between somebody and somebody. Or some sort of ending. Pair our two together and let it be. Let it be. Oh my God. I don't know if I'm going to read book two or book three. I don't know. I'll read it. I am now thoroughly invested in all of these people. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, so now our, uh, Cordelia is like connected to Lilith. She's Lilith's bitch now. Is that is that what it is? So I have a question about that. Does that mean that Cordelia and Lucy cannot continue with their parapetia ceremony because she is bound to a demon? I don't know. It seems like it's going that way. I never, I knew that wasn't going to happen anyway. I was like, they're not going to be parapetized. I mean, maybe they are, but I feel like you can't choose. I thought you couldn't choose it. I thought it chose you. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know the lore of that. But I don't quite understand that. I don't either. No. But I wanna know because Bilal or whatever, be it Belial, I cannot say Bilal. I was saying Bilal. Bilal. Um doesn't he have two now wounds and he needs three? Yeah. Both given by Cortana. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe he'll die. Oh, of course he's going to die. And it'll be the last 75 pages of the book. And then it's going to be stupid. And then James and Cordelia are going to end up together. And Matthew's going to be a silent brother. And I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I hope he's not. Watch, I really hope he's watch not. Watch Matthew end up with Grace. Something bad's gonna happen to Matthew. I'm telling you, man. It's not. He is not gonna end well. I am tempted to look and see who James marries. I think. I think we should look. Should we look? <gasps> should we look? Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to. <gasps> we'll okay, let you I... know if we. We'll give you a, a five, four, three, two, one. If you don't want to know. All right, so in five, four, three, two, one, Ashley is going to tell me who James marries. So in five, so if you don't want to know, then after one, like pause it or, or say goodbye. In five, four, three, two, one. Are you ready? Yeah. Cordelia. I knew it. Ugh, gross. Gross. <laughs> But then Matthews is unknown. Like they're unnamed. So I don't know if it's going to be written later. Yeah, she must not have. He must not be in any other story. Mm hmm. Because it gives. Well, that's what I figured. <sighs> well, perfect. Okay. I will be reading book three. I might just tell Dawn what happens. We'll see if she'll read it or not. Yeah, if I have nothing better to read, I'll read book three. <laughs> One thing about this book, though, the font is huge. So maybe that's why it's so long. Maybe. It's a huge font. And it's double-spaced, so that makes a difference. In T-Way. <laughs> Do you have anything else in the spoiler edition you'd like to add? No. No. All right, mm -hmm. guys. Um, this has been our review of Chain of Iron. Our next podcast, we switched it from The Black Sun because we're tired of reading these long ass books to <coughs> The Lost Apothecary. Oh, can never say that word. The Lost Apothecary by what's her name? I don't know. Susan, Susan <laughs> Sarandon, something like that. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Here it is. Sarah Penner. Sarah Penner. 
that will be our next podcast. And after that, we will be reading book two, was it Rule of Wolves by Lee Bardugo. And somewhere in there, we are going to be reading and watching Shadow and Bone, which we're all very excited about. And we're going to do that with our buddies who are the hosts of the Charlatan podcast. And I'm excited. This better be good. If this is shit, I'm going to be very upset. I'm excited. <laughs> we literally just needed a good, a new good show. Yes. And a book adaptation is at its finest because we're still currently waiting on The Witcher, Don and I. Yes. I think very. it's coming out, though, 2021. I know. I know. We'll have to watch it together. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.